It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Snow. Six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Enjoy the niceness while you can. Just heard Don Day's weather forecast. I was watching his uh, video podcast he does for Cowboy State Daily on YouTube every single morning, where he shows what's going on. The weather will definitely be changing as we get closer and into this weekend and into Christmas. Still, though, the details on that he doesn't know. Nobody does. So if you're looking at your weather app to try to figure out what's going to happen when we get into the weekend and Christmas, your weather app doesn't know what it's talking about. What it's showing right now will be different by later today or tomorrow for that matter. So just ignore all of that. All right. So I lined up a whole bunch of stories for you today. And I thought I need to open with the story that'll make you just the happiest you've been all year long. The kind of story that you're going to laugh at. And then later today, when you bump into your friends and coworkers, you'll, you'll just, you just won't be able to wait to tell them this. But hang on. Trigger warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. All right, so I'm not really big on poll numbers, as you know. They don't really mean a whole lot of things, especially as we get toward a presidential. We're way away from the actual election. I mean, just under a year away, right? But even before then, when we were over a year away, they were doing the poll show, the poll show, the poll show. The polls means nothing. Even for you folks out there who are big-time Trump supporters, I know it makes you happy when you look at the polls. Just understand, it means nothing. We are so far out and so much can happen, it doesn't mean anything. The polls don't know what they're doing. But sometimes, sometimes... President Biden's approval ratings have dropped so low that Vice President Kamala Harris now has better approval ratings than the president. I'll wait. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The howling, the laughter is out there. You want me to do that again? I'll do that again for you. Here's the headline. Kamala Harris now has better approval ratings than Joe Biden. That's the actual headline. Yeah, how low, how bad can, and how does anybody even approve of her at all? That's the part that gets me is when I look at someone like Kamala Harris, there are people who actually, do they not approve? They just say that they do. I think this is a lot of it. They don't approve of her. They just say that they do because they don't want to say anything disrespectful about their party because they, you know, it might make their party lose the next election. Babylon B, and this is their website, not the B. Now, if you haven't heard about this, Babylon Bee is a satirical website. They take they do uh, satire and parody to make a point. But they also put up a site, and I think this was really smart, called Not the Bee, 
What happens when the headline is so outrageous that you look at it and think that can't be true? That's got to be satire. And it's not. That's the not the B site. It says it's like the battle for the world's tallest dwarf. And we're in a dead heat. Camilla Harris now leads Joe Biden in the approval ratings category by a slim margin, 35% to Joe Biden's 34%. I never thought I'd see the day when her, the worst orators since humans started speaking, would have better approval ratings than the most popular president in history. Oh, now, I've been busy, so I've, I've been meaning to make more of these things, but I've been busy. You're going to hear a lot of these as we get uh, closer to the new year, because some, th- some new things are going to be launched in the new year. But there was this one I put up a while ago. And now, Inspiring Word Salad by Vice President Camilla Harris. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories, and then they launched. Yeah, they did. (laughs) So if that's not bad enough, I want you to picture from time to time, the president and vice president have meetings together. Can you imagine what that conversation sounds like? Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. Yeah, it's about what I say. In fact, I did put together a while ago, I actually took Joe Biden, things that he had said, and the vice president, things that she had had, and I put it together. As if they were in the same room talking to each other. You, you, you got the vaccination? Are you, are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or you, you know, or, or, or the mom and dad, or or, or, or or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to us believe what is necessary. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. No, no I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? <laughs> <laughs> what else do we know about this population? 18 through 24. They are stupid. So, okay, her ratings are just slightly higher than the president's rating. The story in front of me says a new poll out Monday shows the Veep's favorability ratings inching above the commander in chief for the first time. As reports indicate growing alarm inside the White House about Biden's prospects in 2024, Mammoth University showed the 81-year-old president receiving just 34% approval ratings, the lowest in the polls tracking his administration down 20% points from his peak in April of 2021, and a 61% disapproval rating that includes people in his own party. Harris fares a little bit better, but her 35% approval rating 
and 57% disapproval rating are positively glowing marks when compared to her boss, says the story here. So, okay, now, at this point, what do you think that the Democrats should, if they're going to take these poll numbers seriously, what should they do? Run Camilla Harris at the top of the ticket? Well, why not? I mean, either way, she be if they were to win, God help us all, either way, she becomes president because if he runs and wins the presidency, he's 81 now. There's no way he's going to continue to survive another four years, I don't think. So she ends up becoming, or cognitively, I mean, he can't make it now. So she becomes president. Might as well just put her at the top of the ticket. Get it over with. Let's wake up Wyoming. Now, glimpse in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, okay, if you're just joining me. Vice President Kamala Harris now has higher poll numbers than President Joe Biden. And that's really bad. <laughs> and I wonder if she's going to go down the hallway and brag to him about it. She should. I would if I were her. But, okay. Jay and Casper. Camilla, when a political party commits suicide, but the only casualties are the electorate and the taxpayers. John and Gillette. Do folks in the White House... Only look at the polls and not at the two clowns in the big offices down the hall. And the answer is, well, yeah, they look, once they commit to someone, they got to circle the wagons and support their person. And, you know, you can't say anything bad about that's why I think even when you look at the president's lousy poll numbers, like at 34 percent. How much of that 34 percent? really don't like him or support him, but they wouldn't dare say otherwise because they want to support their party, which would bring the poll numbers down to actually what? Well, one of many reasons I've said you can't actually look at the polls, but yeah, oftentimes people will even lie about the person they put in power and cover for them. Which you know they're doing for the president. You know they do it for the vice president. They cover for them. Because they don't want their party to look bad, so they'll do anything they can. It's about winning. It's not about putting the best person in there for the job. Now, when I look at I've seen this in private sector businesses. In the private sector, they'll hire someone, let's say, as a manager for something. And if he's not working out, then they'll move him on and get somebody new. And if that person doesn't walk, they, they just move him out and get somebody else. And they keep going until they find someone who knows what they're doing. But when it gets to politics, oh, no, 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 you got to support your guy no matter what. And the Democrats know when they take a look at Biden what shape he's in, they get it. But they can't say that out loud because that might do damage to their party, you see, and they need your vote. So, okay. Let's get back here to the state of Wyoming, ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. Well, I like guns, I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. From Cowboy State Daily, watch out for pregnant mama. Casper home invaders flee when the pregnant mom pulls a pistol. See, they probably thought she was just an easy and just an easy target. Two Casper men broke into a family's home. First mistake, they're breaking into someone's home in Wyoming. 
where they fought with the dad of the family until the pregnant mom trained a pistol on them and scared them away. Daniel Charles, 35, Joe Wilson, 40, could face decades of prison if convicted. And eventually, and, and well, an affidavit was sound. It goes into all the details of the story, but you get the, the idea, right? I mean, it's one thing dad steps up and does his duty as dad to fight, but you don't mess with the pregnant woman. Any man who has been married and the wife has been pregnant knows you thought you were walking on eggshells before george krakowski and larry jones were best friends business partners making their way in the world but that all changed one fateful night in january 2015 it was just like any other night you know we were just minding our own business trying to break into this house we thought it was going to be just another quick job but we had no idea what was waiting for us on the other side of that door My husband passed away on Christmas Day. I was all alone with my baby boy. He was just three months old. I was worrying what our lives would be like now when I heard the scratching at the front door. Two men were trying to break in. She's yelling, please, I have a baby. And me and Larry are like, okay, it's just a mom and her baby. Cool, we've done this before. But then all of a sudden. I warned them, I have a gun. And we're like, whoa, 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 a gun? Me and Larry don't have a gun. Okay, that's not fair. George and Larry were now facing a threat most of us will never have to. An armed gunman. I could see in the security camera that one of them had a big knife. Yeah, a knife, not a gun. You don't eat dinner with a gun. If you did, you might end up blowing your head off. All I could think about was protecting my baby, so I checked to make sure that the rifle was loaded. I was so scared. She was scared. We heard her load the gun through the door. <laughs> Do you have any idea how scary that sound is? The paranoid gunman's threats continued. I begged them to leave, but they wouldn't. And we begged her to throw the gun away. If you throw the gun away, Larry will throw the knife away. Then it's a fair fight. Two on two. Mano a mano. Me and Larry versus you and your baby. But in a bizarre twist, the gunman called the police. Please, you have to help me. Two men are trying to break into my home. Come on, you're getting the cops involved now? That's disappointing. I figured we'd at least 15 minutes before the cop showed up, and that's plenty of time to negotiate with her. But with a 15-minute window and an armed assailant on the other side of the door, anything could happen. Ma'am, ask them politely to please not break through until the officers arrive. I have a gun. Is it okay to shoot them if they come through the door? We heard her say that, and Larry's like, she's talking about shooting us? The situation has gotten way out of hand. So he took a step back and kicked open the door. I didn't have a choice. I saw the knife and they shot him. It was either his life or the life of my son. Larry wasn't going to hurt them. We just wanted to take all their money and stuff. But you put a gun in someone's hand and they don't listen to reason. And what of the gun used by Michelle Wilson to mow down Larry Jones? It turns out it was left to her by her deceased husband. The aim was way too good. I bet the gun was haunted by her dead husband. One night... One gun, three lives forever changed by a senseless act of violence. Breaking into houses without Larry? It's so scary now. I'm worried I'm going to get shot. Incredibly, no charges were brought against Michelle Wilson, who continues to live a happy life as a widow. But for George Krakowski, could any good come from this tragedy? That event definitely turned me into an activist. What about my freedoms? 
as long as law-abiding citizens have guns. It's that much harder for burglars like me to do my job. I mean, what kind of world do we live in where you have to worry about getting shot at work? Unfortunately, the gun laws in the United States are unlikely to change. So, what does that mean for bereaved citizens like George Krakowski? I'm thinking about getting a gun. Okay, so you see, you don't break into a Wyoming home when there's a pregnant woman behind the door because it's just not going to end well for you. News time coming up. Weather report right after that. Wake up, Wyoming. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Six thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so into the Christmas season, people trying to get all Christmassy. I'm not a bah humbug guy, but I don't get really into it either. You know, I'm just. Uh, minimal decorations for my place, and most of them are not even noticeable. So don't even think about it. Well, my house has a few lights on the front porch, and I didn't put them up, just so you know. But people are still at the last minute, because people love to do things at the last minute, writing their letters to Santa Claus. Dear Santa, wow, I can't believe it's already time for me to write you another letter. As a Biden voter, I want to wish you tidings of comfort and joy. Well, I wish misery and sadness on anyone who doesn't do exactly what I want them to. Because that's what the holidays are all about. I hope you don't mind if this letter is a little longer than the last one I wrote you. I just feel like I've been extra compliant this year, so I deserve to have a longer wish list than usual. And besides, I was promised so much last year, but here I sit a year later, having gotten none of what I asked for. Last year, I told you all I wanted was student loan forgiveness, reparations cheaper groceries and gas, and just to get back to normal. Maybe my letter got mixed up with all the mail-in ballots from the most free and fair election of all time. I know you're busy, and I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not mine either. Like all the other failures in my life, myself chief among them, I'll just blame it on the people I don't like instead. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what I want this year. First, can I get a gift card for a year's worth of manicures? I've broken so many nails furiously ripping I did that stickers off every gas pump I use these days. I don't understand why those conspiracy theorists think the president can influence the gas prices. He can't. Which is why when he tapped our own oil reserves and lowered gas prices by a few pennies, I made sure to give him credit for that immediately. Speaking of a few pennies, I took the 16 cents the Democrats saved me on my 4th of July cookout, and I'm going to donate them to the Salvation Army tomorrow. Ever since I heard about their Let's Talk About Racism guide, I just knew they'd use the money to help people regardless of their skin color. Told you I'm a good person. Since I don't have a car now, I've had to ride the bus everywhere. And even though I wore my mask every day and rolled up my sleeves every time, I still got a breakthrough infection. I know, I know, no big deal. It's just like the breakthrough infections everyone gets after their measles, mumps, and meningitis shots. Just means it's working. But even though it's working so well, the third thing I'd like to ask for this year is a lifetime supply of Band-Aids. I have a feeling I might need them for the future things I'll be ordered to take. And I'll take them without question because I care about my health. 
Okay, the last thing I want to ask for this year, Santa, isn't even for me. It's for the moderators and fact checkers of social media. They've been working so hard to silence the truth. I mean, to give their opinion. I mean, to fight fake news. Can you give them a raise? They deserve it. Anyway, I know this is a long letter and I'm almost done, I promise. But I wanted to ask you just one question. Who is Brandon? And why are all the people I hate cheering for him so much? If you could fill me in, I'd appreciate it. Okay, my hand is tired now. This is the most work I've done all year. Merry Christmas. I mean, happy holidays. I mean, happy whatever doesn't offend me today. Sincerely, Rhett Arted Zimzer. Government pincushion number 26,493,175. P.S. Can you stop saying ho, ho, ho? It's very disrespectful to the vice president. Yeah, okay. So I bet you like that last part. Especially since Kamala Harris says approval numbers no higher than the president's. And they're not higher than the president's because she did something to get better approval numbers. No, her approval numbers keep sinking. It's like who can hit the bottom first? So her approval numbers keep going down. Can you just call them disapproval numbers now? I mean, we, okay, think about it. If her approval numbers at 35%, doesn't it make more sense to to take a look at her disapproval numbers? All right. Now, having said, well, and so it's a race to the bottom. Uh, she's on top because he's sinking faster to the bottom. But all right, <clears throat> let's take a look at this. He also gets more news coverage than she does. I think I've just decided to look at this a different way from now on. When somebody's numbers get so low... And again, I'm not a big poll watcher, but I do know that they have low numbers. We should no longer look at what their approval numbers are. That doesn't make sense anymore. We should take a look at what their disapproval numbers are. That makes more sense, wouldn't you think? Okay, so let's see now. Uh, the president's changed around 20%. Okay, 34% ratings is administration. Okay. Harris, okay, so her disapproval rating is 57%. Yeah, I, that's that, that's uh, pretty bad. Her disapproval rating is 57%. So what does that put his disapproval ratings at? Because I think he's at 34% approval ratings. So do the math. What is that? That's a 61% disapproval rating. So from now on, rather than talking about the president's approval rating, we'll just say he has a 61% disapproval rating. Morning, Shiloh. He's in Glenron. Let's wake up Wyoming. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. So I went on another search of unusual Wyoming street names just to fill the time. Hey, wait, is there one called Glen Woods Drive? Uh, no. Why? But there needs to be somewhere. I will look it up to Some see. Some dirt there was. road in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, because well, what about a Gambino Drive? They don't have that. No. Okay. That, I, I did find a Gambino Street in Louisiana. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. There is a no-name street. Okay. That's in Jackson. I think that's just lazy, but okay. Uh, Beer Can Road in Lusk. Oh, I love it. Now, that usually means when you see a name of a road, that means somebody found something. So somebody found a beer can there. 
plural. Yeah, and then uh, let's go ahead and name the road. Well, that'll work. Yeah, okay. yeah. Somebody's been here before. Yeah, Easy Street in Sheridan. A lot of towns have an Easy Street. Easy. Yeah, Easy Street. Easy yeah. Street, yeah. Black and Yellow Road in Gillette. I, I want you to guess the colors of the road, the sand. There. Black and yellow. Yeah, I wonder okay, if that's the same good. black and yellow trail Yeah. that is on Highway 50 uh-huh. headed towards... Four, uh, I that, I wondered that would be worth looking up um, if you're really bored. So in Thermopolis, actor Chevy Chase would be happy to know there's a road name after him. Right, but okay. I think Chevy Chase was named after somebody else. Oh, okay. In Wilson, heck of a hill road. I'm sure it is. Okay. <laughs> would, I'm sure it, it is. It makes me want to go out there and look at it. Um, Bushwhacker Road in Shoshone. Somebody was bushwhacked there. Okay. Oh, well. uh, Lucky Penny Place in Evansville. Lucky Penny Place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I like that. I, I'm looking at this road here, and I'm thinking, I don't understand the name. It's Zigzag Road. No, wait, wait. I do get it. I'm looking at the map. There's only one zigzag, though. So it's a zig, and one zig, zag. and yeah. one zag. Yeah, it goes to the right, then it goes back to the left again. Therefore, someone named it Zigzag Road. Gotcha. Uh, no, this one I like. Lazy Pants Loop in Glendo. Lazy Pants. Sure. Now, again, usually you name it after somebody or something, so figure that out. Um, about You figure that out. Men's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road Wednesday and Thursday in the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso. The Pokes will play South Dakota State tomorrow at 5 p.m., and UW comes into that game with a record of 6-4. and four. They did not look very good in their 84-71 home loss to Weber State over the weekend. SDSU is 6-5 and five on the year. Then on Thursday in El Paso, the Cowboys either play UTEP or Norfolk State. In Women's College Basketball at the Division one level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be in Las, the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic on Thursday and Friday. So on Thursday, they will take on Wright State. Cowgirls are four and five on the year after a 64-55 road loss to Montana State on Sunday. And at times, they didn't look very sharp. So they've lost three in a row, and they'll take on Eastern Wyoming on Friday. In boys high school basketball from over the weekend, first at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County, Kelly Walsh over Lyman 55-40. Natrona defeated Star Valley 69-47, and Cheyenne South lost to Pinedale 70 to. In the Greeley, Colorado tournament on Friday, Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central 61-42. And Laramie beat Greeley West 76-25. Cheyenne East in the Windsor, Colorado tournament beat Campbell County 71-26. Then on Saturday in boys high school basketball, the Flaming Gorge, you went to Utah over Kelly Wall 60-52. The Toronto beat Grace, Idaho 65-58. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central over Laramie in the championship game of that tournament 68-67. In Windsor, Cheyenne East lost to Resurrection Christian 59 59- 46. National Football League, here's how some of the former Wyoming Cowboys did over the weekend. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with a relatively quiet day, but the Bills drilled Dallas 31-10. Allen was 7 of 15 passing for 94 yards and a touchdown. That's way below his normal numbers, but also had a rushing TD and hey, the Bills won. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson has been a monster this year. He had three tackles and a sack on the Saints 24-6 win over the New York Giants. Another monster has been Casper Native and Cincinnati middle linebacker Logan Wilson who had seven tackles in the Bengals 27 24 win over Minnesota. Denver defensive lineman Mike Purcell with three tackles in the Broncos lost to Detroit 42-17. Uh, how about Andrew Winger, the defensive back for Jacksonville? 11 tackles, 10 solo in their 23-7 loss to Baltimore. Marcus Epps and Tyler Hall had three tackles each for the Las Vegas Raiders in their win over the Los Angeles Chargers 63-21. And Tashawn Gibson had three tackles for San Francisco in their 45-29 win over the Arizona Cardinals. And that's it in sports. Double Cross Road in Buffalo. 
double cross. Somebody was double crossed there. Oh, or oh, okay. or there's an intersection. Yeah, and that's like a big figure eight. Yeah. And then you go back to the same intersection. Somebody saw a clothesline in Shoshone, hence there's clothesline okay. road. Casper has a truck wagon road, so yep. stop there and eat. Uh, Arveda has a dead horse creek road, so someone found a dead horse there. Okay. Okay. Now, someone found in Arapaho a left hand just lying there because there's a left hand ditch road. So they found a left hand in a ditch. Left hand yeah. ditch. I like in road. Riverton, there's a dirt road named Dirt Road. <laughs> That's just great. (laughs) Poor Farm Road in Lander. Okay. Okay. So, Dead Man Alley in Diamondville. I don't even want to go down that one. Well, somebody was there. Pavilion has a Disneyland road. In Pavilion? Yeah. Running Dutchman Drive in Glenrock. Bed Tick Road in Douglas. <laughs> I do know that we have a poison spider road. Oh yeah, but dead dead tick or bed dead, t- bed tick. Bed. Let me see. Uh, we go back and check it out. <laughs> bed Tick Road. Oh. Yeah, just wake up, Wyoming. <laughs> Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Tuesday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So if you had just missed the last hour, every bit of news that I had set up for you was pushed aside because I just had, I couldn't wait to tell everybody. The vice president's approval ratings are now higher than the president's approval rating. Yeah, In which case, I also decided that when any political candidate gets below 50%, we no longer talk about their approval rating. We talk about their disapproval rating. So the president has a disapproval rating of 50, I'm sorry, 61%. Yeah, forget his approval rating. Who cares anymore? His approval rating is so low it doesn't matter. His disapproval rating is 61%. The vice president's disapproval rating is 57%. So she is beating him in the polls if you believe polls. Now, I was going to go on to something else, but then I just came across a headline, and you have got to hear this. Hang on, trigger warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like, Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So, okay, Hunter Biden, according to this headline, is worried that he may have to leave the United States if Trump is elected in twenty twenty four. If you've ever doubted about why you should vote for Trump, there's your more than ever before, just to get him and other people out of the country. And he's not the only one saying it. Throughout the years, every time we have uh, a Republican that looks like they might actually win, celebrities especially come out of the woodwork. Well, if so-and-so wins, I'm going to leave the country. And then they never do. Here's the story. Hunter Biden's Snubbed a congressional subpoena last week instead of showing up for a hearing 
held an outdoor press conference, as you know. Uh, it was the ultimate spoiled brat move, says this writer. Hunter Biden, now 53 years old, he's not some punk college student stuck uh, who's sticking it to the man. Hunter is a lawyer. He is? Okay. I Well, I don't know what he's ever done in his lawyer, but anyway, he's a lawyer. So he is, he's had to know what he was doing was wrong or something. He just didn't care. He wanted everyone to think he was in control of his destiny, and of course he's not. When someone is subpoenaed, they have to show up or be held in contempt. Hunter probably used the Senate side because he was worried the House Sergeant of Arms might grab him, says this author. Of course, nothing happened to him. Of course not. He's the president's son, so nothing's going to happen. Representative Paul Gosar, Republican Arizona, and Lauren Robert, Republican of Colorado, both echoed calls to hold Hunter in contempt. Hunter Biden, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way, they said. Well, not bad. At first, the story says, one who had to wonder whether uh, Swalwell had simply... Well, let's just get to the point of the story here. As I read down, because it goes into a lot of detail. You don't need all of the detail. It comes down to Hunter Biden finally stopping and saying, you know, if Trump becomes president, he might actually do something about that. I mean, I was supposed to show up, but I didn't. You might actually file charges. We don't expect, you and I don't expect the Republicans actually do anything, hold them in contempt. And what does contempt really mean? It's supposed to mean that he goes to jail or something like that, but they won't do that because they're the Republicans. They don't have any kind of spine. But if Trump is elected, Hunter might have to leave the country. In answer to all of the the different Hollywood types who have said they were going to leave the country in the past, whether Bush was elected or they worried about Romney, but that would have been another Democrat being elected. They certainly worried about Trump, but they didn't leave the country. Way back then... I came up with a service form. I was willing to offer help, and a lot of you were with me. Are you a liberal who actually said out loud that you would leave the country if a Republican was elected president? I'm serving my uh, ticket to get out of here if he went, only because he probably had me deported anyway. If any Republican gets nominated, I'm going to move to Canada with my entire family. Uh, I'm sure you meant elected, not nominated. And, and you're sure Canada really wants you? Now, I know some of you are saying that you'll move to Canada. Please don't. Well, let it never be said that conservatives are not compassionate. Because now, a free service brought to you by Taxing the American People will help you move today with Move-A-Lib. With Move-A-Lib, we will arrive at your door the moment that the election is settled. Our fleet of Move-A-Lib professionals are anxious to get your sorry butts out of here immediately. Need more than one truck? Oh, for God's sakes, we'll take care of that for you. No problem. Can't afford a plane ticket? We'll put you on a boat. Just name a country and we'll provide all the documentation to send you there as quickly as possible. Once you leave, you're not welcome back. And please don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Call today. 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. That's 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. Reserve your moving van before November. So let's start making a list here. And I, I have to go back and take a look because there were a couple of celebrities out there that said they would leave the country if Trump or any other Republican won, but especially Trump. And so if we keep a list of that, and then should he or some other Republican win, we show up at their doorstep with everything just to pack. And don't even ask them. To, you said we're here to help. Don't worry about it. We got this. We're here to help. Here's your passport. Okay, We shove them on a plane. 
Everything is being moved for them. We'll take care of this stuff. Don't worry about it. Make sure to get a good price for their home and send them overseas to some other country and let them know, sorry, unless you decide to cross the southern border illegally, you're not allowed to come back. And that includes Hunter Biden. Why we're at it, is there anybody we would like to kick out at the same time? I know I shouldn't have gone there because that becomes a really long list, doesn't it? All right. That's what Hunter Biden said, and he's probably not actually wrong about that. Now, as for the Republicans, though, I would really love for once, I've been waiting for this for a very long time, for the Republicans to get some kind of a backbone. Because when they subpoena the president's son to show up and testify, and he just refuses to do so, and immediately, I mean, there was curiosity, are they... Are they going to file charges against? Did he do something illegal? That is contempt of Congress. Are they going to arrest him for something like that? They could, but they don't. How many people, and I think maybe there's one or two, have ever been actually charged with anything that mattered and actually dealt with because they didn't show up for a subpoena from Congress? Yeah, pretty much everybody has it. It was well known that if Congress subpoenas you to show up and testify and you decide that you're just not going to, there's absolutely nothing they can do about it. Or, I'm sorry, there is something they can do about it. There's nothing they will do about it. In the past, I've also seen, and you may have seen this too, this goes back quite a ways. There are people who were told that they needed to testify in front of Congress. They brought their lawyer and they didn't answer a single question. Not even their name. They refused to answer, say anything. So I complied with your subpoena. I showed up, but that doesn't mean I have to talk. That's how ineffective your Congress can be, especially the Republicans. 715, wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Wood. On air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888 This is K2 Radio. 7.20 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to Mills, Wyoming. We go Dave's waiting by about people moving out. So can I count on you to show up with your pickup truck? Well, yeah, we can do that, but, you know, to help save a few tax dollars, like with Hunter, yeah. we could take and just send him down to Gitmo and wait the trial for treason. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. And, there's a bunch of them like that, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure there's a long list. Of, we could fill Gitmo easily with the people we should put in there for treason. There you go. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm with you. Then we can just sell off their stuff while they're down there. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't have to pack or anything. Right. That way, pack what he owes in tax. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, in fact, the president, one of the president's daughters owes a lot of money in back taxes. She should be in jail for that. So we could sell her stuff off and try to pay some of that off. I think it's legit, right? Right. And, you know, Gitmo's not being used much anymore. Yeah. Might as well fill it up. Sure. Why not? All that empty space. Let's go for it. All right. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. See, not all Daves are like Dave in San Francisco, just so you know. Not a bad idea. If you just tuned into the program, Hunter Biden said, well, if Trump gets elected, I might have to leave the country. So we're making plans to help him and celebrities get out of the country. And, yeah, I forget which one, but one of the president's daughters owes a bunch of back taxes. You ever notice there's some people that can owe a lot in taxes and never have to pay it, and they get away with it? You, on the other hand, wouldn't. 
Interesting how that works. Well, it just matters who you're connected with, who you are. Mike and Casper, we can only hope they all leave. Yes, but all we can do is hope. All right. Next story I have up for you. This just came up from Colby on the Wake Up Wyoming site. An op-ed from our Governor Mark Gordon. Wyoming needs to be bullish about energy. So let's see what the governor has to say. Uh, loading an unwilling bull into a trailer can be daunting, he says. And, and he knows it. he's done it before. Even if it's for its own good. Bulls tend to be testy about their size. Present, it presents a huge challenge. He says, my dad's approach involved roping the bull, dragging it to the trailer, attaching a block and tackle, and then after a good deal of cussing and leather-handed uh, saddle horse or two, he might wrench it into the trailer. We never got hurt. Uh, we never hurt uh, a bull, he says. But we had some impromptu rodeos in the process. He says, I don't think... Uh, it didn't work, especially if the bull was distracted by somebody's yapping dog or a party of big hat bystanders yelling, you're doing it all wrong. Governor writes, having witnessed this spectacle a couple of times, my sister suggested we try a method that she had read about in a Western uh, horseman simply by using pressure and release. Ray Hunt claimed he could load a bull into a trailer in the middle of any pasture without panels, ropes, hot shots, or cussing. We were doubtful, gave it a try, technique worked. No lathered horses, loud, unhelpful critics, or yapping dogs. He said, I'm proud of my efforts to protect our Wyoming and mineral industries from misguided federal policies and to promote the Wyoming jobs, families, and communities they support. To be clear, he says, I have spoken and will continue to speak to audiences inside and outside of Wyoming with the message that Wyoming provides energy of all types and that our future and America's and the world's depend on all types of energy. I won't back down. Our industries are too important. These jobs are essential and to our economy and our energy leadership is something we need to maximize in order to keep our industries relevant and strong. He says, in contrast to standing idly by or squawking, you're doing it wrong as we witness our most valuable industries decline and the jobs they provide vanish Rest assured, I will continue to forcibly advocate for the kinds of technologies, advances like enhanced oil recovery that benefit from carbon capture and provide a path forward for industries to thrive. For the record, no matter others' views on climate, all of our energy is valuable. New technology can make it better and more abundant. It's time for Wyoming to press established leadership on energy the environment, and private property to our advantage. Wyoming is a place where jobs, careers, and opportunities should flourish in language. I'll pause right there because I'm reading from what, the, from what the governor is writing here in an op-ed that we have on the Wake Up Wyoming site. The only thing that the governor and I really disagree, a couple of things. Don't take subsidies for things like wind and solar and so on. Don't, don't subsidize anything. And the other side of that is uh, forget carbon capture for sequestration purposes. The idea of just capturing it and pumping it underground just to store it, no. Okay, And let industries do what they want to do with CO2. It's not causing a climate crisis, so let's get out of that. Also, the idea of partnering with Colorado to build a carbon capture system that would just capture CO2 out of thin air, absolutely not. Get out of it. Do not give in to the false idea that we're causing a climate crisis and then play that game. Okay, and understand that the people that we're up against 
want everything kept in the ground that we pull out of the ground. Even though there's no way they can possibly do that, but that's what they want. Anyway, reading on, the, uh, the governor writes, Over the past decades, we've seen coal mines go through bankruptcy. In the case of operators literally walked away, leaving workers standing at the front gate. We have seen companies rise and fall in the oil and gas sector. Our uranium industry, which once played a critical role in our economy, has brought, uh, was brought to its knees when Russia was able to produce cheaper or fewer restrictions. Head on over to the phones real quick here. Diane is in LaGrange. Morning. <laughs> Good morning, Glenn. Yes. Uh, I was listening to you about the people who aren't... <laughs> don't have to pay taxes that probably know better. Yeah. I have been in, uh, my husband and I have been in our own business for most of our adult lives, and we've been adults for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we've spent thousands of dollars paying accountants to make sure that they are up on the tax code. So we do uh, know that we're paying the right amount of taxes every year and we've struggled with that probably you know, when you're in business for yourself you don't always have all the money in the world but we always made sure we did that and that's what baffles me are the people that do know better have the funds and then they get away with not paying it i i just don't understand that at all yeah. and usually there are people in high prominence of some kind like there's been some Oh, what's the minister that's on? He's on MSNBC. Al Sharpton owns a ton of money. I mean, a yeah. load of money in back taxes, and nobody goes after him. You know, and there's yeah, people, and I know some. Uh, go ahead. Well, somebody in, did a study. I'll have to look it up again. A while back, someone did a study. How many members of Congress are behind on their taxes, or just delinquent to the point that they should be in massive legal trouble? And the answer is many, and yet we don't go after them. Yeah, and if you do get behind on them, and we've uh, had some years way back when we uh, weren't able to pay them, you know, right away, uh, they are unrelenting to a person that out here, a private yeah. guy. And so it it really is uh, interesting to me to listen to what's going on there, yeah. because I know many, many people pay their taxes, and it's unfortunate we have put people up there that are so dishonest right. have you noticed that uh, people have to be on time with their taxes and they have to get every detail of their taxes correct or they get in big trouble but the irs constantly makes mistakes and is very late sometimes with paying us back what they owe us and nothing bad happens to them Oh, yeah. 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 And they don't pay interest when no, they pay you back. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Diane. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And, of course, I know that the LaGrange, Wyoming, that she's from, is not the one that ZZ Top sings about. But it should be. Coming up on 729 Local News, coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. More open phones. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. <laughs> Now. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 
97 words is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, all right, I um, real quick, I'm going to finish off. Get to the point of what Governor Gordon says is his op-ed piece. The op-ed can be read at the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, drilling down to the point of it where he and I disagree because he wants an all-of-the-above approach to energy. So he says near the end of the letter, what we're doing is pointing out that coal, gas, and oil hold a solution to the growing calls to produce more energy and reduce CO2 in our atmosphere. Okay. There's where he and I disagree. We don't need to reduce CO2 in the atmosphere. We need more of it. But reading on, he says, whether warranted or not, climate concerns have shaped opinions that affect both regulatory framework and market acceptance for Western energy. Well, my answer to that is then fight it because it's wrong. The moment we give in to the false idea that CO2 is a pollutant, and we need to trap it underground. We've lost the argument. Every time, if I'm ever in a discussion with someone about climate and they keep calling CO2 a pollutant, I immediately stop the discussion and correct them. I refuse to let them have that. Don't let them have that. Also, quit taking government subsidies. Get government out of energy production. Let the energy industry do what it does. You know, the state of Wyoming actually has a law in place that our uh, coal, gas, and oil companies actually have to, in our, our energy production companies, actually have to capture CO2 and put it under the ground. Well, Wyoming shouldn't have such a law. And if anything, we should be standing up and saying this is nonsense. And no, we're not going to admit that this is a pollutant because it's not. It's junk science. Don't ever give in to that. Fight it. Fight for the truth. And in, if everybody else's perception is different, then stand up and say, well, then you're all wrong. And we're not going to play by those rules. And that's how you win an argument. Not by giving in. The moment you give in or try to appease anything like that, you're losing it. You're letting the other person have control. Don't ever do that. And that's where the governor and I disagree, and a lot of you will disagree with him as well. When it comes to when when he went to Harvard University and said that Wyoming needs to be carbon negative. No, we don't. There's absolutely no reason to be. In fact, if anything, I'd like to have a governor in the office that says, well, we understand that we need to pump more CO2 into the atmosphere. Now, if you're wondering where I'm getting that from, I'll give you one example. I'm going to go to this is the former. Uh, one of the uh, former, uh, there's two guys who created Greenpeace. This gentleman is named Patrick Moore. Again, a co-founder of Greenpeace. Projected CO2 level in the absence of human emissions, there it goes through that red line, everything dies. It could be a million years from now or two, but that's not very long in the situation of life's history. So life would have killed itself inadvertently by creating armor plating in the sea. And we inadvertently are replenish it by finding fossil fuels and making cement. We didn't know that we were doing this positive role. But basically, my paper, The Positive Influence of Human CO2 Emissions on the Survival of Life on Earth, is available on the Internet. And it goes through the whole story. And we are life's savior, salvation, not its destroyer. Because it would have gone down if we had not intervened, if we had not stopped the continuous sedimentation of calcium carbonate 
on the ocean floor. So this is the argument that we need to make. I don't care what everybody else is saying. Okay? You don't get anywhere by saying, well, everybody else thinks so, so I guess we better. You don't win that way. Okay? You win by standing up for what you know is right. Remember, the first man to figure out that uh, Earth and all the other planets revolved around the sun, they burned him at the stake. The second guy to come out and say it, they put him under house arrest for the rest of his life. Because everybody else knew that everything revolved around the earth. There's times you got to stand up and say you're all wrong. Paul is in Fleming, Colorado. He says, good morning, Glenn. As a born and raised and now very aggravated Coloradan, the last thing Wyoming should do is enter any agreement with Colorado. This governor we have, Paul is in the Democrat legislator, cannot be trusted. I can't believe Governor Gordon would consider that. And yeah, and he did. But uh, here again, I, that's why I would like, I just so you don't misunderstand, I don't necessarily demonize someone that I disagree with. There's a lot of people I disagree with, but I don't think they're bad people. I've never thought that Governor Gordon was a bad person. But on this, wow, do we disagree. And that's one of the reasons I've said that I would rather somebody else was in that job. One of the reasons that Wyoming has such a large nest egg in investments as a rainy day fund, one of the big reasons is Mark Gordon. He's done a lot of good things for the state. But as uh, as a governor on issues like this, he's not where we need to be as far as I'm concerned. 742, wake up. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Seven forty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So we've got a little bit more niceness out there. I mean, for how long? Well, through Friday. Okay. Uh, the only. Weather between now and Friday is going to be a fair amount of high-level clouds. We'll see those come through from time to time. And we might see some snow showers around Yellowstone and Jackson uh, tomorrow into Thursday. But those showers aren't going to get any further east from there. So basically through the rest of the work week, Glenn, we're going to continue with above-average temperatures and dry conditions. Now, for all those people that are wondering about the weekend and Christmas and so on, it sounds to me like you're saying just be patient. And by the way, that app on your phone, just forget it for a day or two, right? Yeah, you really should. I mean, we, we had some model output yesterday that was showing three to four feet of snow uh-huh. <laughs> in portions of Wyoming and western Nebraska. Right. Now, am I, if you don't have a really good app, you might see that. Is mm-hmm. that going to happen? Very likely, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. But what we, we I, I harp on this all the time, is this far out, the trend is something that, that you, you, you do first. What you try to do is you try to get the, the, announce the trend change and try to get the timing as correct as you can. And the trend change from this mild and dry weather really starts to change in western Wyoming during the day Saturday. And then into central and eastern Wyoming Saturday night. Christmas Eve Sunday in particular. Really seems like this system is centered on Christmas Eve Sunday. Uh, with the system maybe affecting the eastern side of the state early Christmas morning. And the trend is going to be much colder. Uh, the trend is going to be a good chance for snow. I don't know if 100% of the state is going to get snow or accumulating snow, but a large portion of the state will. Between now and then, uh, in the next few days, we'll try to sort out where the impacts are going to be the highest and who's going to get the most snow. But we're very confident of that trend and the timing of that trend. 
Okay. And I guess the difficult part for people, why they're anxious, is people want to go ahead and make their travel plan. Even I have had some travel plans that I'm looking at this going, well, I tell you what, I tell you what we're going to do because I plan to leave on Friday. And I'll decide then. But even then, is that too soon? Should I wait till Saturday to figure it out? No, no. Okay. I mean, and, and that's why I talked about the timing. Yeah, okay. So the trend of the of the colder weather and the snow is going to be late Saturday through late Sunday into early Monday. That is enough information for you to plan your travel. Okay. Okay. But when people start asking me how much and then where, yeah. Um, and Wyoming's a big state, and mm-hmm. there's no way that I can forecast an amount that's going to be right for everybody. Okay. But I also am not going to communicate amounts until I'm confident. Right. Because I'm not doing anybody good, but I, I can confidently tell you yeah. we're going to have travel problems late Saturday through early Monday. So you want to avoid that time range right. uh, for traveling. Or if you are traveling in that time range, you're going to have some – you're going to run into things. Okay. We'll update it a little bit more tomorrow. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, and that's just – again, Amanda, don't even look at the app on your phone. Just wait. I know it's kind of difficult to do, but just wait a little bit, and when we get closer, we'll we'll, we'll let you know. Right now, it's not closer. Over in the ice box, Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I wasn't done with the road names. Okay, keep going. Okay, Running Dutchman Drive in uh, Glen Rock. Oh, so okay. there was some Dutchman running. He, he he was painting houses. I guess so. Yeah, I'm still kind of stuck on Bed Tick Road. Bed Tick. I don't. Uh, okay, Forget Me Not Casper. Forget Me Not. Yeah. Well, there, there is a. You know, a, a plant, a forget me, a flower. I think you call it forget me not, but okay. Uh, Good for Valentine's Day. The gun, Winchester Way, bar none. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hickory Avenue in Evanston. Yeah, I guess that's okay. Muddy Strings Road. Muddy Strings. Yeah, not springs. Strings. strings. In Thane. Where's Thane? By uh, Afton, Star Valley. By Afton, Star Valley. Okay. Um Nanpap, N-A-N-P-A-P Road. They're just making up that stuff up. They threw darts at a, what's a Nanpap? Um, it's the name of a street somewhere. I guess so, because I'm looking at that going, I think you just threw darts at a dartboard to come up with that. Um, Recluse Court in Casper. Why can't Recluse Court be in Recluse? It probably has one. Yeah, okay. Let's see. They stole it from them. Teacher's Row. A teacher probably lived there. <laughs> Maybe he's the only one on the or right, she yeah. on the road. And if we're going to number roads, because a lot of roads are just numbered. Yeah. Uh, in Mills, Wyoming, they start with zero. Mm-hmm. And right near there, as we've talked about before, is Poison Spider Road, which mm-hmm. I always got. I, I laughed at the whole idea of Poison Spider Road. So you have, so. you know, zero road and all these mile roads, which designate yeah, how I, many I, miles away you are from this, wherever they decide where zero is. I decided I'm going to start doing this. When I see a road that says three-mile road, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Is it three miles? No, it's three miles away from where they just say zero is. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I... Oftentimes, when I see, I've seen an eight-mile road. You Which sure is eight, eight miles from where they determine zero is. Okay. All righty. The National Football League, here's some of the former Wyoming Cowboys uh, did over the weekend. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, relatively quiet, but the Bills drilled Dallas 31-10. to Allen was 7-15 of uh, passing for 94 yards and a touchdown. He also had a rushing TD. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson has been a monster this year. He had three tackles in the sack on the Saints' 24-6 win over the New York Giants. Another monster has been Casper Native and Cincinnati middle linebacker Logan Wilson who had seven tackles in the Bengals' 27-24 win over Minnesota.
Minnesota. Denver defensive lineman Mike Purcell with three tackles in the Broncos loss to Detroit 42-17. How about Andrew Winger, the defensive back for Jacksonville? 11 tackles, 10 of them solo in their 23-7 loss to Baltimore. Marcus Epps and Tyler Hall had three tackles each in the Las Vegas Raiders win over the LA Chargers 63-21. And Tashawn Gibson had three tackles for San Francisco in their victory over Arizona 45-29. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road Wednesday and Thursday in the Sun Bowl tournament in El Paso. Folks will play South Dakota State tomorrow at 5 p.m. And UW comes into that game with a record of 6-4 and four, and they did not look very good in their 84-71 loss to Weaver State over the weekend. SDSU is 6-5 and five on the year and then on Thursday in El Paso, the Cowboys will play either Utah or Norfolk State. In women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be in the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic on Thursday and Friday and they'll start things off taking on Wright State on Thursday. The Cowgirls are 4-5 and five, and they, they after suffering a 64-55 road loss to Montana State on Sunday and at times they didn't the Cowgirls did look very sharp. They have lost three in a row and they'll take on Eastern Washington on Friday. Boys High School basketball from over the weekend. First at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Kelly Walsh over Lyman 55-40. And the Toronto defeated Star Valley 69-47. And Cheyenne South lost to Pinedale 70-40. In the Greeley Colorado Tournament on Friday, Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central 61-42. Laramie beat Greeley West 76-25. Cheyenne East in the Windsor Colorado Tournament beat Campbell County 71-26. On Saturday in Boys High School basketball, the Flaming Gorge, you went to Utah over Kelly Walsh 60-52. The Toronto beat Grace Idaho 60 65-48. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central over Laramie in the championship game of that tournament, 68-67. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East lost to Resurrection Christian by the final score of 59-46. And that's it in sports. So I had a little conversation with uh, Miss Mary. Since well, by the time be... we get to Friday, yeah. uh, it's basically going to be in this big building, you, me, and Miss Mary. Okay, and yeah. That's it. So I am going to the store. Remember last time I brought some nice little coffee cake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty yeah. good, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm going to get that again. Oh. Unless nice. you wanted something. And then I was no, gonna, no, 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 no. I was no, going to no, make no, sure no, there was no, some no. fresh coffee down there. No, 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 it's good. Since it's just the three, three of, of us. us you yeah, know. and Frank. Yeah. You can have as many as slices as you want. Ooh. Do not hold yourself back because it's just the three of us. Right. So we need to finish it. Oh, and we will. And we will. Okay. <laughs> That's Friday's plan. It's on me, Frank. Nice. All right. Coming up on some local business that so we have to take care of. Yeah, it was really good. It was a coffee cake thing going. It was really good. All right. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. Real quick update for you on electric vehicles presenting a security risk for government set by yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all about that. And open phones, too, of course. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday. All right, we're getting into the whole open phone thing here, of course. But before I do that, real quick, for those who missed it, right out of the box, six o'clock this morning, you got to know the vice president's approval ratings, Camilla Harris, are now higher than the president's approval ratings. And not because her ratings went up. 
but because the president's ratings went below hers. I am no longer referring to their approval ratings as approval ratings now. What, here's my, my new rule for this program. It's my program, so I get to make new rules, right? Okay, so, and and so far, you guys seem to like the rules. They're pretty basic, except Dave from San Francisco. He doesn't like that one Dave rule. Other than that, here's the rule. As soon as some politician get lets, gets below 50% in the approval ratings, we will now discuss their disapproval ratings. So the president's disapproval ratings are at 61%. The vice president's disapproval ratings are at 57%. So she's winning currently. And I wonder, did she go skipping down the hallway to the president's office and go, I'm more popular than you? I would I, I would hope she did. I, I'm just trying to picture it. I would really like it if she did that. Okay, so open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in, and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I do have a quick guest coming up in a few minutes from now. Other than that, it's just you and me. So, okay. From the center square, by the way, there are a lot of news organizations that I'm using these days, which are nowhere near the big news organizations. I find these news organizations to be more trustworthy, and oftentimes they're pretty well unknown, but they're really good. One of them is the center square. I'd say check them out if you want just news. Just here's the news. They're not trying to push an opinion, just here's news. They do a pretty good job of it. So from the center square... The nation's transition to electric vehicles must not only overcome power and charging station shortcomings, but novel security risks, too. Robert Charlotte, longtime systems engineer, contributing editor to Spectrum and author of the EV Transition Explained, told the Center Square that EV stations, of which Pennsylvania is spending hundreds of millions of dollars to build statewide, are vulnerable to hackers. Software security issues will become more important as the targets of opportunity increase. Now, here's where I don't think the targets of opportunity will increase. There will be more charging stations put up. But uh, unless something really drastically changes, we're sort of peaking out on sales of electric vehicles. Yeah, I'm just looking at the market trend. We're not selling more and more than ever before. The sales are going down. But anyway, reading on. He notes that instances of EV charging stations being compromised are on the rise. And plugging your electric vehicle into one can expose it to cyber attacks. Cyber attacks on electric vehicles can also bleed into attacks on the electric grid. Electric vehicles contain software that controls their systems and establishes communications with charging stations via via wireless networks, leaving them susceptible to range threats without proper security measures in place. Charging stations and computer systems can be exploited by hackers. 
who could gain unauthorized access and potentially manipulate the charging parameters to collect sensitive data. Now, if you want to, what's sensitive data? Oh, you're picturing, you might be picturing when you fill your car with gasoline, what's sensitive data? The gas goes into the tank. Right. However, you did use your card, though, their sensitive data. But what happens when you cho- you plug the electric vehicle into the electric car and there's all sorts of information about you and your accounts and so on in your car as part of the computer system? Because so many people, when they get in their cars these days, electric vehicles, there's a lot that the electric vehicle does for them. And so it's jacked into their personal life. Security breaches, the story says, of EV chargers have already occurred, and researchers have found critical flaws in the popular models of EV charging systems. Cybersecurity experts say EV charging security is, if not done properly, can pose catastrophic situations in the U.S. Most EV charging stations use authentication, customer payment processes, and other things along with the apps. So you can put all EV stations reliably on standards you want, but unless there's a dependable cellular service by every carrier, well, there's a hacker somewhere that'll figure it out. Advanced technologies in the form of software for all things EV stated and electric grid itself are required to make it all work, he says. It's a cyber physical system. One in which every EV dynamically interacts with both the energy information and systems and functions and things in your car and things that are it's connecting with, like the grid, for example, and the Internet. If you mess with the information and energy, you're messing with huge segments of society, he says. He points out interconnectedness is proving out to be a relationship between an increasing number of charging units and their impact on the electrical grid and local electric infrastructure, by which all accounts need massive upgrades to support the extra energy required. He says it doesn't do any good if you have EVs in your neighborhood and your electric distribution company can't support it reliability issues. This is why I did a story a little while ago about how many EV charging stations are in Wyoming. And as you might imagine, not many, right? Well, that's how many are in Wyoming. Now, how many work? For those listening in Colorado, you have a lot of electric charging stations. How many work? Because a lot of them don't. All right. Reliability issues have experienced involved in malfunctioning charging ports. Uh, they need skilled technicians to repair them. Right now, there's not a lot of those available. Much like catalytic converters being stolen for the rare materials, charging cables. I didn't know this. Those charging cables, when you pull up to an EV charging station, you got a cable there. You plug your cable in. That cable's worth quite a bit of money. That's got, much like your catalytic converter, there's stuff in that charging cable that's worth money. So people are stealing those charging cables. It's sort of a chicken and egg situation, he says. Without reliable charging networks, customers may be reluctant to invest in EV. They already are. He believes that by spring of 2025, there will be, it's where the rubber meets the road or the bug hits the windshield. I like that better. We could be well on the path to switching to EV or over it completely. And if you're thinking my idea is over it completely, I would say you're about right.
Uh, it just it's just not working that way. Michelle and Greeley, if anyone concerned about the amount of money that Pennsylvania and other states are paying for these charging stations, yes, because I worry about for one thing uh, our national debt. To name one thing, let's wake up Wyoming. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Wood. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOOD and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So sitting in the studio with me is Nikki. Now here's all I have in front of me for my notes. It says volunteer socialized drink. I think you have everybody's attention. <laughs> thank yeah. you. It's all you need to know. Glenn, thank you for having me here today. Uh, hi, I'm Nikki Hawley, the executive director for United Way of Natrona County. And we are also the fiscal agent for Campbell and Commerce Counties. Okay, so with that, you're talking volunteering United Way in many different ways, not just one. Right. Um, so some of you may notice we have some new thermometers that are up at McGinley and Associates and then off of Poplar at Truco. And we are grateful to both of them who have actually paid and sponsored uh, for those. Right now, we're in campaign mode. And so yeah. our workplace campaign kicked off in August. And we are pushing really hard to just get donations and the money that comes into United Way, we have a committee that sits down of community members and people from our board at United Way, and we dole it out to 34 nonprofits. So last year, we had a total of 56 applications between all three counties, um, and we ended up giving money to 34 organizations. So we're trying to get back to a million dollars. I know a lot of uh, organizations are pushing right now and asking for donations, but what makes us a little different is we do the footwork for people. Mm -hmm. So we actually meet with the nonprofits three times a year. Uh, they give us quarterly reporting. We track everything and we make sure that all of the um, services that we give the funding for is not a duplication of services between any of the 34 nonprofits. So I don't have to sit and worry, is this organization legit? You already Correct. figured it out for me. Right. We, we make sure we've got all their financials. Um, they're a 501c3. We meet with them on a consistent basis. A lot of them I talk to on a weekly basis. They've become just part of our family. Uh, they reach out to us for other things besides funding. Um, the other big thing that we have coming up that we're really excited about that a lot of people um, in town and in the state of Wyoming will be excited about is our voluntary income tax assistance program. We call it VITA. And we get the funding from the uh, city of Casper, which we're grateful for. And then we rented a place at Aspen Creek this year. So January 30th, you can go in and get your taxes done completely free, no charge. Um, and that's it. We just ask people to go in and get their taxes done. Okay. But so anybody in the state of Wyoming. People are still wondering where the drinking comes in. To all well, the drinking, yeah. <laughs> the drinking is, that was volunteers on tap. That was something yes. that we had done. We needed to stuff some bags. Mm -hmm. And so we had a volunteers on tap opportunity. Oh, okay. We also have Eat, Drink, and Be Caring coming up in March, which is an important day for us. Um, it's a day that a lot of the restaurants in town and some of the breweries this year will be partnering with us. We just ask people to go out to eat. They give us a percentage of the overall sales for that day. Last year, we got over $10,000, which goes back to the general campaign, which then goes back to the 34 nonprofits. So I can go have dinner mm -hmm. and it's a donation to the United Way. Correct. 
a percentage of okay, that. Okay, you yeah. see, this is a pretty good idea. Yeah. Now, where do I find out where those restaurants are? So we're going to have a list pretty soon. We don't have it updated yet this year, um, but a majority of the restaurants you're going to anything that is owned by JRG Restaurant Group. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jay's Pub, Fire Rock, all those places. Uh, this year, the the drinkery I think is going to be on board, and the refinery, which is amazing. I don't know if you've tried that one Not yet, one but yet. it's no, one of no. my most favorite places. Not yeah. only is the view killer, yeah. but the food is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So to get involved, there's, of course, financial donations, of course, but what else does United Way need in the state of Wyoming? We are always looking for volunteers for things. Mm-hmm. Um, April's National Volunteer Month, and then we also have a time that we go out and do projects for the nonprofits. So last year, um, it's called Day of Caring. So we had nine projects last year. One of our bigger projects was actually in uh, Campbell County, and it was with Devon Energy. There were about 12 of us, and we pulled some things apart, and we made some planner boxes, which was which was pretty fun. And it gives the... It gives the employees an opportunity to not only work with us and learn a little bit more about what we do in the nonprofits, but also um, they can kind of see what we're doing. We talk a little bit more about it, and they have a better understanding of what they're actually donating to. And it's really built our relationship from last year to this year. I mean, it's been an amazing relationship with Devon Energy, and we're really grateful for them in Campbell and Covers County. Okay, speaking of that, because we're talking, I'm talking individuals helping out, but then there's the corporate end of this because corporations do step in with a lot besides just people, but also resources and money. Right. So, the number one thing we do are the workplace campaigns. We're the only we're the only nonprofit in the United States that can actually do payroll deduct. So if you have an employee that would say, want to donate $5 a paycheck and automatically deduct, we're the only one that can do that. So that's a really exciting thing for us. And what we've had happen is then the corporations are matching the actual employee donations, which is huge for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also we've had, we've had, it's interesting, less donors this year, higher donations from those less donors. We've had a one-time individual $20,000 donation this year, which we've never received. And then on a couple $10,000 donations that we're really grateful for. So you can, I mean, it could be $5, it could be $100, it could be, you know, whatever you have. And if it is time, call us and we can help get you connected to a nonprofit and help you figure out something to volunteer some time. Okay. Well, there's no way for you to run the whole list. But to give an idea, United Way covers what kinds of charities? So, okay. So our basic, we have a focus. So basic needs is our biggest category. And that would be like the Salvation Army, the Food Bank, um, Casper Family Connections, um, I Reach Two. Um, we also have health and wellness, and then we have youth development. So youth development is going to be like Boys and Girls Club and that kind of stuff. Um, health and wellness are some of our other smaller categories. But these nonprofits, I think what's the coolest thing about it, and a lot of people don't get to see or realize, is that when we have these meetings with them three times a year, they actually help each other. You know, if there's a need like the food bank steps in and helps with a pantry or it's the most amazing thing to see and it also keeps us in tune with what's going on within the community and what the the needs are like last year we were looking for therapists this year it's it's homelessness it's rental assistance Mm. it's utilities it's all the basic needs because let's face it gas is how much yeah uh milk is what right i'm like having a family all of it i mean everybody's had to cut back on everything so if you and i are looking at ourselves thinking gosh this is hard for me yeah imagine anybody else 
that's yeah. even a single mom by herself or and a I single dad. What's important to the listeners around Wyoming is they want to know that when they donate, they're going to their community. It, absolutely. So I'm the state lead for all the United Ways. So if anybody would need to be connected to any of the other United Ways, I'm more than happy to help do that. But anything given in Natrona County stays in Natrona County. Anything in Campbell and Converse stays in Campbell and Converse. Everything is very separate. Okay. So whether I'm a business, individual, church, civic group, whatever, how do I connect with you? You can call our office. You can donate online on our website. Um, I mean, just call us and we'll be able to figure it out. You can drop a check off at the office. We Mm -hmm. had uh, just a quick story and then I will leave you. Sure. Um, We had a lady that's really cool. She came to us about a year ago in need of some help. She came back this last week and just finally got herself on her feet and had a new job. Mm-hmm. She wrote us a check for $420 so that we could buy gas cards for other people to give them away, which okay. is probably one of the coolest things. So watch this. United Way, Wyoming. I'm typing that into a search engine. Oh, look, support our Wyoming charity. Mm-hmm. It's right there, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota. Contact us. I click on it, and there you go. So you just go to your search engine, type in United Way, Wyoming. Or unitedwaync.com. There's a donate button at the top. There is. Okay. So she wants to get you right to that donate button. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for coming (laughs) in this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So we're coming up on some local news. we got to take care of right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it with more open phones. 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so it is open phone. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. A couple of things I'm going to clear up here. First off, <clears throat> I bought myself a toy. Now I'm not going to do a lot of this on the air. I'm just going to let you hear the toy here. It's a device I'm holding in my hand. All right. So the top there's one, two, three, four buttons. The top button I use whenever I walk into a room. Applause. We don't, yeah. See, already people who thought this was funny the first time I walked into a room and used this little device, the second time I used it, they wanted to break it. Then I tell a joke. Yeah, because that's usually the response when I'm in a room and tell it. Of course, also I can do this. I tell a joke and rim shot. Yeah, okay. And the last one is. Yeah, booing. Okay, I bought that as a little toy for myself. And it did not take me long to start annoying people, which it was the purpose of uh, 
find the device. All right, a couple of things I want to do is just sort of a reality check, which I like doing on this program. I think the primary focus of this program over the years has just been let's have a reality check. What you're being told compared to what's actually truth out there. All right, so and right now on the ridiculously large television that they have in the studio with me here is that station where they just have all of the different cameras around the world showing different things. The United Nations giving a really boring talk. Different members of the U.N. are sitting around having really boring discussions. And for the second time, they're going to vote. Here's what it says. Uh, United Nations to vote on ceasefire in Gaza. This would be the second time they did. Now, reality check. The first time the United Nations voted that Israel should ceasefire in Gaza... Israel said, well, when we're ready to stop, we will. But we're going to wipe out Hamas first. So now the United Nations, because Israel completely ignored them, decided to get together for another round of votes on this. And they'll probably vote because they did in large number. I mean, it was a huge majority last time. They'll do it again. Israel needs to cease fire in Gaza. And once again, Israel will ignore them. Because Israel is a sovereign nation and they don't have to listen to what the U.N. says. So pass all the resolutions that you want. Israel's got to do what they got to do to, to protect their country. Now, a separate issue. This is totally different. Again, let's do reality checks. I'm not going to say what's popular. I'm going to say what's real. So a while ago, they had, in, in if you don't know, an influencer is what they decided to call people who are on, let's say, YouTube. YouTube has very popular personalities with very popular YouTube channels, and they're referred to as in, uh, influencers. There was a trend of very large women and men, and it was called healthy at any size. The healthy at – and it made Cosmopolitan magazine and all sorts of other things. Spanish actress, healthy at any size. Turns out all of these healthy at any size people are dying. So apparently that's not true. Tony Locke about Rocky Mountain Power's meeting tonight in Cheyenne. Morning, Tony. Good morning. How you doing? Today? Good, sir. What you got? Good. I just wanted to kind of let everybody know there's actually uh, it's a, it's a uh, hearing going on today. It's actually in Cheyenne going on, but I just wanted to let the people know that the Rocky Mountain Power um, battle is not over. Uh, uh, there were two components to this. One was the rate case that that kind of was decided. It was originally a 21.6% increase that we were able to uh, at least get it uh, set. It they they were we were able to push that to an 8.3%. But now. I know Rocky Mountain Power is currently having a hearing today down in Cheyenne for the ECAM component of the Rocky Mountain Power rate increase, and that's an additional 7.6%. So I just wanted to let the people know, please stay in the fight, stay involved. Um, if you can can um, send your, uh, your comments and, and uh, uh, thoughts to the commission, please do so. I, I still am a believer that this additional 7.6% is too much, 
it's going to it, it will be added on to the 8.3%. So you're looking at potentially a 16% increase in your electric power costs. And I just wanted to let the people know, please, um, if you can, um, let the commission and the governor's office know uh, the impacts and concerns for your family. So okay, let's get them to the meeting again. They need to be where, when? Okay, so it's going on today in Cheyenne. Sorry, I'm a little bit late getting the word out to everybody. Right. And you can you can see that find the meeting information at the uh, Wyoming uh, Public Services Commission site, or you can go to lock4yo.com. So it's L O C K E F O R W Y O dot com, and go to the events page. And you'll be able to actually zoom into the meeting and see the proceedings. Now, I don't know if there will be an opportunity for public comment, but what I wanted to at least let the people know, if there is public comment, please take this opportunity to voice your concerns. And if there's not uh, public comment for this meeting, there's still this opportunity for people to get their feedback and their input to the Public Services Commission the governor's office, and really all your representatives and let them know what your concerns are. Okay. Thank you for coming in. Keep us posted as we learn more. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And you guys have a blessed day. All right. So, 888 woods is the phone number. A lot to cover between now and the end of the program over here. But let's not forget it's Christmas. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me the press is not our enemy. things that I want to say and yet stay in the Christmas spirit at the same exact time. So I was kind of wondering, did that song do it for you? Kind of did it for me. I like the fact that he got the Liz Cheney joke in there too. That was kind of, Did you catch the Liz Cheney joke? Liz is a native. It's what it said there. And he somehow he got the Liz Cheney joke in. That was kind of fun too. Okay. So I'm just trying to find, and for those people who want to hear the funny fat man in the silly red suit, I was going to fit it in to this segment, but I tell you what, I'll get it in her next hour. 845, wake up. When you hear it in the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So Johnny Carson said that there's actually only one fruitcake on the planet, and it just gets sent from one person to the next, and nobody actually eats it. Right, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's true because uh, 
that fruitcake is bad. Yes. It's terrible. Okay. So I, I looked up some things. Uh, here we go. Metaphor for life. Reality is like fruitcake pretty much or pretty to look at, but all sorts of nasty things lurking just beneath the surface. That's accurate. Okay. The worst gift is a fruitcake. There's only one fruitcake in the entire world. People keep sending it to each other. There's your Johnny Carson yep. one. Yep. Returning a fruitcake. My husband bought a fruitcake one year. He ate some of it. Wrapped up the rest of it, gave it back to the person who gave it to him for Christmas the next year. Right, it's been going around for about fifteen to twenty years, <laughs> <laughs> and and everyone just takes a little bite, just a little to make, bite, and sends know. it back. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Look at the world's uh, as a big fruitcake. You know, you actually call people a fruitcake. You can't when you're trying to insult someone. He's a fruitcake. But you can't do that anymore. Uh, why not? Well, you'd have to give him some cake. Oh, uh, okay. It wouldn't be. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Look at the world as a big fruitcake. It wouldn't be complete without a few nuts. Right. That's good. Okay. Uh, for months, they have lain in wait, dim shades lurking in forgotten corners of houses. And all, all over the country, sodium, alcohol, massive bodies of bolding, strange <laughs> green. What are those green things in there? Anyway? It's I called mold. Yeah, really? Was that supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. Um, there is no escape. The hour of the fruitcake is upon us. And let's see. Oh. Friends are the fruitcakes of life. Some are nutty, some are soaked in alcohol, some are sweet. That's not bad. That's not okay. Yeah, okay. But, but nobody's still going to have the, the, yeah. the fruitcake. You know, they, uh, they'll see it at the table and go on. Right. Yes. According to the Huffington Post, fruitcake is easily the most hated cake in existence. I would say, and yet they keep making it, Frank. Yes, but how much are they actually eating of it? I, I don't know. That's I what, mean, I, I could I could buy a fruitcake for you know to give to somebody for Christmas. Right. Who knows where it'll end up? Uh, but it's the thought that no, counts, I know where it's going right? to wind up. It's going to end up back at your house someday when it's regifted. <laughs> it in about fifteen years, you're going to be handed a fruitcake, and I tell you what you do. Okay, Frank. Get a fruitcake yeah. and go ahead and put some kind of stamp or something at the bottom so you know that, that you, you originally bought it. Right. Give it to somebody. And see if it comes back. If, yeah. It's kind of like a message in a bottle yes, kind of thing. At some point, you're going to get a fruitcake. You should be able to turn it over and go, aha. <laughs> there you go. Men's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road Wednesday and Thursday in the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso. The Pokes will play South Dakota State tomorrow at 5 p.m. And UW comes into the game with a record of 6-4. and four. They did not look very good in their 84-71 home loss to Weber State over the weekend. SDSU is 6-5. and five. Then on Thursday in El Paso, the Cowboys will play either UTEP or Norfolk State. In women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be in, Las, the, in the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic on Thursday and Friday. They'll start off on Thursday taking on Wright State. Cowgirls are four and five on the year after a 64-55 road loss to Montana State on Sunday. And at times, the Cowgirls just weren't very sharp. So they've lost three in a row and they'll take on Eastern Washington on Friday. Boys high school basketball from over the weekend. First at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Kelly Walsh over Lyman 55-40. Natrona defeated Star Valley 69-47 and Cheyenne South lost to Pinedale 70-40. In the Greeley Colorado Tournament on Friday, Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central 61-42. Laramie beat Greeley West 76-25. Cheyenne East in the Windsor Colorado Tournament be Campbell County 71 to 26 on Saturday in boys high school basketball at the Flaming Gorge you went to Utah over Kelly Walsh 
60 to 52. Natrona beat Gracie Idaho 65-48. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central over Larry in the championship game of that tournament 68-67. In Windsor, Cheyenne East lost to Resurrection Christian 59-46. In the National Football League, here's a rundown of how some of the former Wyoming Cowboys did over the weekend. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, relatively quiet, but the Bills did drill Dallas 31-10. Allen was 7-15 for 94 yards and a touchdown. That's way below his average, but he also had a rushing TD. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson has been a monster this year. He had three tackles and a sack in the Saints' 24-6 win over the New York Giants. Another monster has been Casper Native and Cincinnati middle linebacker Logan Wilson, who had seven tackles in the Bengals' 27-24 win over Minnesota. Denver defensive lineman Mike Mike Purcell with three tackles in the Broncos' 42-17 loss to Detroit. How about Andrew Winger, the defensive back with Jacksonville? 11 tackles, 10 solo in their 23-7 loss to Baltimore. Marcus Epps and Tyler Hall, three tackles each for the Las Vegas Raiders in their win over the L.A. Chargers, 63-21. And Tashawn Gibson at three tackles for San Francisco in their win over Arizona, 45-29. That's it in sports. Who did you say was in El Paso? The Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Because you always say El Paso. Yeah, was, yeah, El Paso. I've been to El Paso. Yes, yes. But whenever you want to pass on something, yeah, you, you just say, say El Paso. Paso. Yeah. So I, I'm a little confused here because of the way you are now using El Paso. Well, El Paso but, the city and El Paso Lake, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, okay. Are two different El Paso. I think the people of El Paso will be offended by your El Pasoing on El Paso. Well, maybe the people of El Paso pass on a lot of things, too. They probably do because they probably use their own name in vain like that, El Paso. Yeah, see, there'll be none of that here in El Paso. Yeah, it's yeah, El Paso on El Paso. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. Yeah, the song, The Funny Fat Man, and the big, you know, stuck in the smoke hole of my TV. Coming up next hour. I was going to play it this hour, but I wasn't able to get it in, so I'll do it again for you next hour. And anything else you want to talk about or have me play, fine, because we're getting closer to Christmas. So the the closer we get to Friday, the more I'm goofing off on the air. Just so you know. Let's wake up my own. Well, you're goofing off at work. I might as well, too, right? No. 9.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. And she the open phone things. Might have a guest if she calls in, but we're kind of waiting on that right now. A couple of things. Laurie is in Laramie. Morning, Laurie. Christmas song idea. Grandpa got run over by a reindeer by Home Free. You should watch their YouTube video of the song. They are also entertaining. I'll take a look at that. And I got some other Christmas stuff, including the fat man stuck in the smoke hole of the teepee coming up in just a bit. Oh, I got to tell you. I, I, I tell you what. I'll make sure to look up the history of that song again and post that again so you guys can see how that song came to be. Because it is a man in a, who's a tribal leader in South Dakota. I'm sorry, South Dakota. That wrote that song. It became actually pretty popular. Okay, a few things. I'm going to rush through a few things here that I've been wanting to get to. And time has been not allowing me. But okay, one. There was a movement to re- get rid of some Confederate memorial statues at Arlington Cemetery. And I was with a lot of other people that said, don't do it when you think of why those statues are there. And it was about healing the country. 
trying to bring the country back together as a family. And so we honored the dead from both sides in that to try to bring people back together again. And I understand when the people say, well, there are a bunch of traitors and yada, yada, yada. We were trying to bring the country back together. That's why we honored at Arlington both sides, okay, to try to bring some reconciliation. Well, that's been stopped for now. The headline that I have here is Confederate Memorial Spared Take Down Thanks to Judge's Order. So that's where we are right now. Any more happens, I'll let you know about it. But so far, it's just stayed until they can. When a judge orders something like that, it's usually the judge says nothing happens until we figure this out in court, which is probably what's happening. Now, back here in Wyoming, ESG, some of you know what I mean when I say ESG. For those who don't, uh, that is when, well, let's see, let me see, environmental, social justice, and governance strategy. Biden administration loves this because they can't get certain things passed by law or even by executive order. So this is to use businesses to put pressure on people to buy your electric vehicles, not buy guns, whatever. It, it forces business, puts pressure on businesses to act the way government wants them to act. So now, here in Wyoming, the headline is, Wyoming's ESG disclosure rule awaits Governor Gordon's signature. We're one of several states that will put a disclosure if a business, let's say an investment firm, you want to invest, and they have an ESG rule. Very woke, liberal ESG rules. Well, they have to divulge that. They have to say that that's what they do so you know where your investment money goes. All right. So that's something that's been passed in Wyoming uh, as a rule, not as a law through the legislative body. We're waiting for Governor Gordon to sign that. If he does, we wouldn't be the only state that is forcing companies to say whether they're involved in Biden's ESG rules or not. And there's an entire story about that on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Florida was one of the first to sign such an executive order like that. All right. There's another story which I thought was a good story. I like this. Green River Man receives highest civilian honor for heroism. This is the Cowboy State Daily Story. Heroic actions of a Sweetwater County, Wyoming man risks his life to save a woman and her youngest child from a burning home. He has been honored with the Carnegie Medal Award, North America's highest civilian honor for heroism. This is, uh, he didn't even think he ran into a burning house February 1st of 2022 and got people out. Just did it because it needed doing. And so he's being honored for that. Uh, let's see, another story I didn't get it to. Well, here we go. Wyoming military officials don't believe report that Sentinel missile program could be cut. There are a lot of upgrades to our missile program coming to the state of Wyoming. That's going to bring a lot of job, a lot of jobs to Cheyenne, a lot of people Cheyenne. A report that huge inflation costs have uh, plans to replace Americans' Minuteman three missiles with the Sentinel missiles, which means two point six billion to Cheyenne economy is uh, isn't likely. Local officials and military experts called Cowboys say daily that it's not likely it's going to be cut. Rising costs of replacing the nation's aging intercontinental ballistic missiles are not really a surprise to the military. Despite the rising costs, they're going to go ahead and do it. Some people said the upgrades would be cut because of inflation. They're saying, no, not likely. One more for you. 
Desperate to fill jobs, Wyoming Health Department wants to reimburse tuition. Again, Cowboy State Daily. This is a good story. Wyoming Department of Health wants to up its game offering incentives for potential workers to fill critical roles in the department. On Monday, the Department of Health presented $2.2 billion budget proposal to the Joint Appropriations Committee, which includes 500000 for a new program that would reimburse the tuition of staff for hard-to-fill positions. They're doing whatever they can to try to get people to come to our state and stay in our state. Very difficult. It's not that it's a bad state, not even that Cheyenne's a bad place to work or anybody else. It's just that when people think of where they want to move, Wyoming, is that even a state? I didn't think Wyoming was a state. I don't know, do I want to move there? See, it's kind of hard to get. And then they take a look at how much we pay here, and they think, wow, people in Wyoming don't make much money. Yeah, but it's so affordable to live here. It more than makes up for it. Just a few of the stories I wanted to get off the plate here. Now, I get begged for this song every single year at this time, so I have to play it a few times before we get to Friday. And, of course, Christmas Monday... Funny fat man stuck There's in the smoke hole. Funny fat man in a silly red suit, stuck in the smoke hole of our TV. There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit, stuck in the smoke hole of our TV. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the Skinning his deer and grandpa's cooking up the meat from the funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end. No, 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 he knows we will let him in. Not no funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in Taking his boots and uncle stripping down the sled of the funny fat man in a silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Silly 
Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, now, very important segment here. But I, I'm just going to warn you in advance, if you're eating breakfast, whatever the case is, you might want to just set that aside for a minute while I go through this for you. Oftentimes, as we get near the end of the year, there's end-of-the-year roundups. You know, we take a look at all these different things that have happened during the course of the year so we can talk about it. I have the uh, top nine degenerate Democrat scandals under Joe Biden. But hang on. Let's go to Chia. Is it Chia or Chaya? How are you pronouncing this? It's Chia, like the Chia. That good. Okay. Chia in Saratoga, ice cream place in Saratoga. You had me at ice cream. Do you have mint chip? Well, uh, I'm not sure if they have it, but it's the lollipops that you had reviewed and you had uh, rated them number two. Right. Well, now there is a new proprietor, and it's all about natural, pure ingredients. Okay. So we want to be able to come and give you some ice cream and do a little taste testing. Oh. Right now I'm driving down the road. I'm eating the butter pecan. Oh, God, that sounds good. Okay, see, now, I was already, when you consider, I get here at 2 o'clock in the morning, so by the time I get out of here a little after you know, live around you know ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I'm already thinking lunch, and you're already spoiling my lunch. Not that I'm objecting because butter pecan. <laughs> well, they have, and you like the chocolate mint. Oh yeah, my like favorite ice chocolate. cream. Yeah, my favorite ice cream of all time is mint chip. Oh my! I love it. Well, the new. I'm driving the new owner right now. He's in the vehicle with me. And so we want to come to Casper, like, when you get back. Are you going on vacation? No, I will be. I'll be gone Monday, Tuesday. Other than that, I'm here in Casper, and so is Miss Mary, by the way. Just tossing that out there. Oh, well, we'll bring you guys some samples and stuff from Saratoga. We'll figure it out, and then you can sample them. That sounds perfect. It really is pure. Okay. So this stuff is is like all natural ice creams, you're telling me, huh? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Like, for example, it's all homemade, but the base was made of all preservatives. Oh. So now the new owner is an alchemist, and he went in and found the new ingredients. Okay. And Kenny. You say hi, Kenny. Hi, Jenny. You out there? Um, there you go. We, we use cream and milk and sugar, so we don't use the mix like you buy. So it has eight preservatives. Okay. So this is the real yeah. stuff. This is not fake ice cream. This is like what you get at Penn uh, State Creamery. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm willing to sample, and if it's good, I'll brag about you. <laughs> awesome. All right. That sounds I'll great. I'll that with Mary. Yes. Yeah, that's and then who... I'll find out what her favorite ice cream is as well. Okay. I'd be curious to know what her famous her favorite ice cream is because I don't know. But, okay, we'll so find out. let me out. just quickly give you an example of this butter pecan. For yeah. example, the pecans, they 
um, marinate it. Well, they cook in the butter. They saute in the butter. Yeah. And then they drain off the butter, and then after the butter's cool, then they put it back into the ice cream. That's how it's sauteed in butter. Okay. That sounds absolutely perfect. Okay. I'm I'm willing to be the guinea pig. I will take that bullet for the rest of Wyoming. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks for calling this Have morning. A Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it. So, yeah, from uh, Saratoga. That it's an ice cream parlor that they're redoing is what she's telling us here. Now, now for me, I, look, there's all sorts of really great ice creams out there. For me, I always did like mint chip and if I can, I'll go ahead and take some hot fudge with that. But here's the key. So if I'm going to get the hot fudge with the mint chip, I tell them to put the hot fudge on the bottom. I'll get a bowl of it, right? And the hot fudge goes on the bottom. Because if you put it on the top, it just runs off the sides. It's very hard to eat. Put it on the bottom. And because it's hot fudge, it melts the ice cream just a little bit. Now I can mix it up like a gush. And so it's mint chip ice cream with hot fudge. It's like a ice cream York peppermint patty. Now, uh, and of course, butter pecan is just incredible. I was surprised years ago when I was a kid, many years ago when I was a kid, my father at an ice cream shop ordered coffee ice cream. Now, why would you want a coffee ice cream? It wasn't until I was well into my adult years that I saw a coffee ice cream and I thought, well, well I remembered that. Thought, well, what the heck, let's try coffee ice cream. And it turned out to actually be really good. I was surprised if you like coffee, there are some coffee ice creams out there. They're absolutely incredible. I am not much of a sweet tooth, actually. So a lot of the stuff that I see today at ice cream shops that have all sorts of marshmallows and other things in them, to me, it's just too sweet for me. But I do appreciate, even if you ever do this, you get a good vanilla. I mean, not just vanilla, like a really good French vanilla, and it's the pure stuff. Because usually vanilla is like the white crayon in the crayon box. You only use it if you're adding other stuff. Yeah, if you get vanilla, you got to put something on the vanilla, right? It's rare to find a good French vanilla that really is by itself all you want to eat. But, of course, most people just go for straight chocolate anyway. But it all depends on what your favorite kind of ice cream is. There, she got me on an entire ice cream topic now, but... um, and I actually don't – I there is one other thing. I don't do this much because I wanted to lose a bunch of weight, so I did. But I really do like – if I go to a Dairy Queen, there's the mint Oreo Blizzard that they have. Yeah, those are really good because it's mint chip ice cream with Oreo cookies crumbled up into it. Yeah, that's, that's really good stuff. So, okay, I, I'm sorry she got me on – Chai got me in on, on an ice cream kick now, so I might have to have some this afternoon. Well, I don't think I should. While I was on vacation, every single day that I was on vacation, I stopped by an ice cream shop and had a little bit. I didn't have a ton. I just had a little bit every single day. But I was on vacation, so I was allowed. Then again, it didn't bother me so much because the family was working me so hard, hiking, canoe trips, all this kind of stuff. It's not like I didn't work at all if I really did. Easy. All right, so... I had teased the story, and I'm going to give it to you in the next segment, unless somebody wants to call and interrupt me, which is just fine. I can push the story until tomorrow. It's just that the story that I have here doesn't fit with what our last caller was talking about, so I didn't want to get into it. But I will take a look at it. 
right after this next news and information break. So it's news time, weather forecast update, then you and I get back into it again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. I like this. Uh, Dan and Cheyenne just sent me a note. I just finished a bowl of ice cream for dessert after breakfast. See, Dan knows how to live. I don't, I don't think the rest of us do. Okay, so, um, difficult, especially after talking ice cream, but let's get through this. These are the top nine degenerate Democrat scandals under Joe Biden. Number one, Democrat staffer uh, having sex with another man in a Senate hearing room when no one's around. Then they took the video and... Posted it online. So he's lost his job. He could get more than that. We'll see. To a webcam Democrat Virginia state candidate. September Washington Post revealed Susan Gibson, a Democrat candidate for Virginia Senate seat and a nurse practitioner had uh, relations with her husband live online. Yeah, again, they, well, they're voyeurs, I guess. They wanted everybody to see it. Bag of cocaine found in the White House. You remember that July bag of cocaine found inside the White House? West Wing by a Secret Service agent. Secret Service later claimed it was had insignificant DNA to point to anyone. I know a lot of you right away go, well, obviously, Hunter. Maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe. I can see why you think that. All right. Uh, and I just like the fact that we didn't find any real evidence that went with it, so uh, never mind. And it just, the whole thing just went away real quick. You know, that was on purpose. Okay. Uh, number four, trans influencer flashes breasts while at White House picnic. Remember that? They had a White House picnic just a month before Cocaine Gate. A trans YouTube influencer at a pride event at the White House. Where there's children there, by the way. There's all sorts of hosts, and children are there. So this influencer pulled down the dress to reveal uh, fake breasts and just, you know, shook them in the camera. Right into the camera there. With children present. Let's see. Now, aren't you glad these classy people are there at the White House? Navy enlist drag queen to recruit more sailors. In May, the Navy received a recruitment drag queen influencer as part of a pilot program to help recruit more people. The influencer is an active duly sailor. And I go, you remember that story? Okay, Harpy Daniels is what this person calls. Okay. Democrat mayor arrested on child porn related charges in March. Former Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland was arrested on dozens of charges of possessing and distributing child porn. Former mayor reportedly uh, nominee for the transportation secretary with Pete Buttigieg's God. And, of course, we have a problem with Pete Buttigieg. But, all right, moving on. 
Non-binary Biden Senate officials and BDSM practitioner caught stealing luggage. This is the person, Biden Energy Department official, was caught stealing luggage at a Vegas airport in April. And then wearing that, what got me was one of the ways they found it was him is because he showed up at different meetings where cameras were present, wearing the clothes of the person he had stolen from, which, of course, the person who had their clothes stolen went, hey, that's my outfit. All right. That person's no longer with the Biden administration, by the way, but okay. Let's see. Army colonel exposed in pup play. Do I even want to know? Army colonel taking photos of himself in uniform and in a dog mask in what appeared to be in an army photo and you really don't know what you do not want to know what he was doing so i'm just going to skip that democrat governor andrew como faced allegations of sexual misconduct okay we dealt with all of that and let's see it was i think that's number nine after that okay just some of the scandals that happened during the Biden administration this past year which i look at and i think really ooh, okay can we get – look, I know we're talking politicians and we're talking people in government in general. And if you go back throughout history, it's never been any better. There's always this kind of behavior going on. But I understand those people who would like to have a better class of people. Rhiannon and Fort Danger. All I hear is party and administration of degenerates and shameless twits. Yep, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Now, when we go back and take, to be fair to these people, which is difficult, but we go back through world history, show me a time, any government anywhere on the planet where there weren't degenerates and, and this kind of behavior going on. And the answer is constantly throughout history. So it's not like this is anything new. Although, wouldn't we like to have a better class of people? And you can also, I think... If I make the argument again, one of the reasons I'm more libertarian is I don't want these people to have a whole lot of power. I think you can see why. When we talk about degenerates like this, the last thing we need to do is put folks like this in charge of much of anything. I don't trust them with much of anything, so I'd rather they weren't in charge of anything. That's one of the reasons I want – one of the many reasons I want government to have as little power as possible. When we consider who we're talking about and the kind of personal behavior, not just professional behavior, that they engage in, why would we want them anywhere near the controls of power and all that money? Okay. I think I've made my case, right? Let's wake up, Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. The time it's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waking by. Frank, did you just get a big cookie? It was a giant yes. cookie, and not only is it big, it's heavy. Yes, it's heavy. That's this lunch. is a chocolate chip cookie, super size. Oh my lord! Yeah, I might have to get a forklift to bring it out of here, oh, or myself man. out of here after I eat this thing. Dear Lord. Well, thank you, Ian, for that. But yeah, man, that was the bomb. Cookie. Okay. So let's see. What did I line up for you here? Got it. Okay. We were talking. Okay. We got a, a call from an ice cream shop in Saratoga. Okay. And they're upgrading. So now it's all naturally made ice cream. 
Nice. Which got an ice cream conversation going. Okay. Your, your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, oh well, um, strawberry. Strawberry. Okay, that's good. Now, do you like uh, actual strawberries in it or just yes. the flavor? Okay. Yes, yes, Good, because I've seen strawberry ice cream with actual frozen chunks of strawberries in it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. For me, it's mint chip. That's a good one, too. Yeah, very good one. Okay, so I look up the most popular flavors. Now, number one on the list is vanilla. But I always say vanilla's great, but you got to put something on it. Right, yeah. So that could be anything, really. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, number two on the list right after that is chocolate. And you can put anything on that, too. Sure, but chocolate by itself. Anyway, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if you buy Neapolitan, the chocolate goes first. The strawberry goes second. The vanilla goes last. I, I just take the spoon and just go... Just go right through? Left okay. to right. Third favorite in America, cookies and cream. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Now, here comes yours. Strawberry. Mm -hmm. And the picture shows chunks of strawberries. Oh, okay. Now, here we go. Chocolate chip ice cream. But for me, again, I prefer... Well, th that's number six. Chocolate chip is number five. Number six is mint chip. And I like putting a little bit of hot fudge on it. Good so idea. It's yes. like having a yeah. York peppermint patty. Yeah. Okay. Excellent idea. Number seven on the list, chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, that's good. That is very yeah. good. Now, yeah. here's where I have a bit of a problem, Frank. I don't have a sweet tooth. Oh, you don't know what you're missing? Yeah, see, things things can be that most everybody else eats. Like when we have donuts downstairs, too sweet for me. I can't do it. Hmm. It's just over-the-top sweet. So I, I'll take a bite of the cookie dough and go, that's great, but I can't do any more than that. It'll give you the jitters. Now, the people in Saratoga... They talked up their butter pecan ice cream. Well, that's another great. Oh great my flavor. God, yeah! And they ex described how they make it, and now I got to have some butter pecan ice cream. And then finally, and I'm not a big fan, but there's the birthday cake ice cream. It depends what it is. Yeah, okay, because I'm not a big fan of birthday cake ice cream. Okay, now here's one I do like, even though it's sweet, but I'll force myself. Moose tracks. Excellent. Yeah, that's got like a little bit of everything, everything yeah. in there. Dear Lord. Okay. And then they say Neapolitan. I don't consider Neapolitan to be an ice cream. It's three ice creams. Right, yeah. But anyway, you mix them together, I guess. And, that's and, supposed and it's to be fine. Yeah, one yeah. ice cream. Yeah. But I always like, in fact, there's an old episode of All in the Family where Archie opens up the refrigerator and pulls out like three Neapolitan ice cream cartons. And in each and every case, the only thing that's left is the vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Boys High School basketball from over the weekend. First at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Kelly Walsh over Lyman 55-40. Natrona defeated Star Valley 69-47. And Cheyenne South lost to Pinedale 70-40. In the Greeley Colorado Tournament on Friday, Cheyenne Central over Greeley Central 61-42. And Laramie beat Greeley West 76-25. Cheyenne East in the Windsor Colorado Tournament beat Campbell County 71-26. Then on Saturday in boys high school basketball at the Flaming Gorge, uh, you went to Utah over Kelly Wall 60-52. Natrona beat Grace Idaho 65-48. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central edged Laramie in the championship game 68-67. In Windsor, Cheyenne East lost to Resurrection Christian 59-46. In women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be in the Las Vegas Holiday Hoops Classic on Thursday and Friday. Friday, and they will take right take on Wright State on Thursday. The Cowgirls are four and five on the year after a 64-55 road loss to Montana State on Sunday. And at times they just weren't very sharp taking care of the basketball, so they have lost three in a row. And then they'll take on Eastern Eastern Washington on Friday. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road Wednesday and Thursday in the Sun Bowl tournament in El Paso. The folks will play South Dakota State tomorrow at 5 p.m. And UW comes into the game with a record of six and four, and they didn't look very good in their 84. 
74-71 home loss to Weber State over the weekend. SDSU is 6-5 and five on the year. On Thursday in El Paso, the Cowboys will play either UTEP or Norfolk State. And National Football League, here's how some of the former Wyoming Cowboys did over the weekend. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, relatively quiet, even though the Bills drilled Dallas 31-10. Alice, Allen was 7-15 for 94 yards and a touchdown. He also had a rushing DD. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson has been a monster this year. He had three tackles and a sack in the Saints 24-6 win over the New York Giants. Another monster has been Casper Native and Cincinnati middle linebacker Logan Wilson with seven tackles in the Bengals 27-24 win over Minnesota. Denver defensive lineman Mike Purcell with three tackles in the Broncos lost to Detroit 42-17. How about Andrew Winker, the defensive back for Jacksonville? 11 tackles, 10 solo in their 23-7 loss to Baltimore. Marcus Epson, Tyler Hall had three tackles each in the loss for the Las Vegas Raiders in their 63-21 win over the LA Chargers. Tashawn Gibson, three tackles for San Francisco in their win over Arizona 45-29. And that's it in sports. Okay, so we just got a call from Cheyenne. Yes. Remember Butter Brickle ice cream? Never heard of it. No. No, no. I had to take a look at it. Brown sugar, heavy whipping cream, vanilla extract. Sounds good. That sounds really good. Yeah. And it's got, uh, I mean, it looks, the brown sugar almost even makes it look like crunchy on top uh-huh. there. Like it's got like a, some kind of a crunchy top, topping, of, you know, whatever, which I think I need to try that. I've never heard of it. We Butter, can, we can always try, you know, ice cream. you know, okay. new new ice creams. Well, you can't go wrong. No, really. we can't. No, I am for experiment. In fact, when I was on vacation, I kept offering people ice cream. Should I have some? You're near me. You're within ten feet of me. You're in the vacation zone. Yes, have you some can. damn ice yes. cream. Yes, they never turn me down. Of course. Yeah, it's wake up, Wyoming.